Hi and welcome to Bangalore Bits. Hello Subhu. Hey, how are you? Doing good. All right. So, are you watching the Ashes or the India Sri Lanka series? I'm not started watching anything. <laughs> I mean, just watched a few hours of Ashes today. Other right, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so uh, so what are we talking today? I think we are uh, we are back into the sort of this trend uh, year end analysis. Yeah, year end analysis, <laughs> right? So I think this was an interesting uh, study about uh, stack overflow. Stack exchange, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, stack overflow. Yeah. Uh, which any developer, big or small, <laughs> would have used it at any at some point in their life. Yeah, I'm absolutely. Sure. Either to find a solution to their problem or get some code snippets, whatever it is. Stack, yeah. for, stack overflow has been extremely popular out there. Yeah, I mean, if not both these, at least to just hang around with other devs and something. <laughs> okay. Yeah, whatever. So, uh, so they did a study. Uh, this is basically a developer survey, which they did a little earlier in the year. Yeah. Uh, but I think this has a lot of insights and I think a very good coverage of India population as well. And mm. I think that's what yeah. we discussed and thought it's maybe very useful to share. Uh, I mean, to encourage basically the listeners who are like developers or in the IT sector or the technology sector, what sort of career opportunities <laughs> they have? I, that's one of the questions comes up quite often. Uh, like, uh, it's not only the starters. Even now, we're seeing even the guys who are in their middle of their career also is thinking like, right. no, what should I be switching in? Uh, uh, I'm a .NET for. I'm, I've been in .NET for 15 years or Java for 20, 15 years or something. So yeah, and I think uh, the one thing which I want to probably mention here is I think in India we have a stigma that. Uh, if you are beyond a certain year of experience, um, you are you cannot play a role of a developer. Yeah, right? yeah, yes. so that's something you have to completely turn off before you start listening to what are we are saying <laughs> <laughs> beyond this point. Yeah. So, so this is purely a developer survey, and I think if you look at the respondents who whom, uh, who has participated, close to uh, 60, 64,000 uh, developers whom they have, I think, interviewed or done survey with. Across the globe, yeah, right, and they have a pretty very good coverage, I would say. Uh, I mean, all the big continents, uh, North America, Asia Pacific, uh, every other continent is covered. Yeah, Th throughout the globe, basically. Right, yeah. and I think you can also see this result. We'll also put the link for this if you are interested in reading more. Uh, there are uh, like the developer experience range as all the way from beginner to a twenty-year-plus experience yeah. developer, actually. Uh, and, uh, and that's where you can see the breadth of technology, what they have talked about. Uh, it goes back all the way to small talk. <laughs> and all the way, all the recent ones, yeah. whether you call this AngularJS or CoffeeScript. Uh, React Native. Yeah, React and <laughs> all those newer generation stuff. Yeah. So you can see the breadth of uh, the languages and the frameworks there. And also uh, the genders, I mean, like uh, they've also made, yeah, right, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. made sure the survey, I mean, the participants. It's still very, uh, I mean, very kind of skewed towards men. Yeah, right, yeah. Uh, but you, you could see definitely the other genders as yeah. women and other. And go ahead, I just interrupted so, you. So, uh, where do you want to start? So, I think uh, we mentioned briefly about the survey respondent, which was a pretty big global coverage. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, the also the other one to mention about is the developer roles, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you have different kind of developers. Um, the the hottest recent ones, data scientists, yeah. to all the way back to a uh, like a firmware 
Yeah, right. Or even assembly developer yeah, right. in the report. Koval guy. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> you, you could see all 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 of those segment. Yeah. I think, but I think it is pretty big on the web development side. True. Yeah. Uh, more than seventy percent. And I think that kind of tells you a fact. I think majority of the developers, in some way or other, are involved into web developing mm-hmm. web, web apps, right? Followed by desktop and mobile apps. Yeah. I mean that kind of gives you the kind of uh, the platform maturization also, which is like uh, uh, we have been seeing this kind of the slow death of desktop applications. Even you use a desktop with just a browser window, you just use uh, whether your enterprise apps or consumer apps. Everything has been either like either moved into an, a web front end or a, like a, a kind of an. A, uh, web offering with a web window with which you access and stuff like that. So that kind of gives you the clear story in terms of like uh, that web is kind of leading the way and then the rest is just following but both the desktop and mobile and stuff like that. Right. And I think when you mention web developer, I think uh, just to add a little clarification, it's not just you're on the front end of the thing, right? True. So yeah. we're talking about all three dif- different types of profiles, even web. Yep. Uh, whether you're a front-end guy or a back-end guy, we are talking about web app development itself. Yeah, right, right, right yeah. So, uh, so you, you could be a full-stack web developer, which means you can work on front-end, back-end, and also yeah, all a- the APIs or, uh, or yeah, the APIs. Yeah. So I think uh, that way, if you look at, I, I, think it, I think the majority of the developers whom they interviewed mm-hmm. uh, looks like they are all in the full-stack. Right. Uh, bucket actually. Yeah. But I mean, the, the, so on the survey, if you look at it under developer roles, right, the, what I find it interesting is that uh, though uh, 2017 and 2016, if you look at last four or five years, uh, we have been talking about a lot of design-driven development, actually. Right. Especially UI-driven development, actually. But the numbers really doesn't do any justice there. But so though the sampling is around 60,000 um, odd uh, as a selected group for the survey, uh, that could be one reason why we are seeing such a low graphic designers and uh, on this survey that could be possible. But even if it takes us as a sample, I feel that kind of opportunity for design-driven development is we have not even touched the tip of the iceberg, you know. Right, okay. And I think the other one which to see is essentially the mobile developers is kind of, doesn't look to me, at least uh, uh, looking at the survey, Mm -hmm. is no longer... more a plateaued, right? Yeah, it's it's no longer a very, very niche skill. What it used to be, like, say, five years, six years back, right? Yeah, about Uh, eight years back, yeah, right. Maybe, yeah. yeah. So, and I think now it has become like equivalent to a web development skill. True. Uh, this is like net another kind of a channel or a platform which you need to develop for. Yeah. Um, I mean, more or less, I think today if you look at any product, mobile app is has become like kind of a table stakes, right? Yeah, I mean, that, that's part of your offering, yeah. right? So if you're building a solution today for any problem, to solve any problem, so like along with the web, you will also offer some certain amount of mobile solution also part of it. It may not be an end-to-end uh, offering of your problem, your solution, right. but it could be some part of uh, on mobile and uh, and on the web. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, we touched upon the experience side, which ranges all the way from a very fresher kind of a profile yeah. to all the way up to uh, 20 more experienced. Uh, so that's that kind of also brings in how web development over a period of time has really stuck in, right? 
right? True. Yeah, yeah. it's been propelling for yeah. more than a decade I mean, now. If you look yeah. at 20 years back, what web development used to be and what it is today, yeah. there's a huge difference uh, in and terms of... I wouldn't go 20, but even 11 to 12 years, actually. Yeah, yeah I mean, in terms of the capability of the yeah. browsers have improved yeah, significantly. Right. Yeah. They, they have is, the operating system now, actually. Yeah, which has brought in a lot of these new edge innovations, right? Like, yeah. like let it be AngularJS or anything, what you're doing today. Yeah, right, right. It's all because of the browser innovations which yeah. has happened, actually. Yeah. Browser and the networking capabilities which we are like... Yeah, so it's no longer the old, what used to be, like say, I remember 10, 15 years back, if you are like a JavaScript developer, people used to just look at you like, oh yeah, you are some... Kind of a menu creator or something? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you could be like easily replaced by anybody walking on the road, right? That's the kind of <laughs> treatment you used to get. Which uh, is no longer the case. I mean, we we'll talk. We will talk about this further. Yeah. But it looks like JavaScript is... is it's back with revenge, actually. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's a backbone <laughs> of the industry now. Actually. Yeah, so, I mean, what... I, I remember 10, 15 years back, JavaScript used to be a, like a <laughs> comedy thing, right? Yeah. People think, yeah, I mean, anyone can write a JavaScript. But look at today. Actually. Yeah, it's like yeah, I mean, people writing API frameworks. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just, I mean, uh, yeah. we had to also say that what JavaScript used to be 10 years back and what's today, today. they are completely different animals. True, true. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what JavaScript today is like, a, obviously, like, a complete object-oriented... I mean, like it, it's a itself, very right. matured platform. Right. As it is. Yeah, right. So, um, so moving on, I think uh, it's also talks about the demographics, which we have, which yeah. we briefly talked uh, yeah. about. Yeah, before we go, there, I just had one thing which I noticed, and uh, the, I mean, they have also put that clearly in the report. Like this common misconception, even I had, uh, wherein I used to think, especially uh, people outside India, wherein like if you are born and brought up in US or Europe. I always think that no, the computerization of the uh, of your regular lifestyle has been there for more than 20, 25 years. So I always think that no, the, the devs who are born and brought up outside India had this ability to be a very good developer from the very young age actually. But what at least when I look at the survey saying is that most of the some of the devs are even like who started learning. Uh, programming a couple of years back, actually. So it is uh, right. it is a, something which is like a surprise to me as well. It's a kind of a misconception which I had for a lot of time. I mean, like, which is like I always used to assume that thing that there is a parity uh, right. between yeah. us and them. Right? But looks like it is not the case. I mean, there are some of them is possible. They have been doing development for a quite a bit of time. But uh, many of them have started more last two years or five years and stuff like that. So. That is just is one of those surprising things for me, actually. Yeah. And also, I think uh, the 20-year-plus the developers, if you look at the demographic side, mm -hmm. uh, they are mostly from outside India, <coughs> right? That's True. another thing yeah, which I... It's just quite, I mean, like, it's just quite understandable, right? We had this uh, explosion of computerization only probably from late 1990s, actually, right? Yeah. I don't yeah. think... Uh, I, mean, I think even if you look at our 20-year-plus population which are there today in our uh, the, the tech ecosystem, uh -huh. most of them have moved on from that pure development, right? True, yeah. Most uh, of them become either middle managers yeah, I think maybe now, today, if you look at... Uh, even the top management is, is, is seriously considering coding as one big thing. Yeah. Uh, because of all the startup ecosystem and other things. And it, uh, in a way, I feel it is coming back, actually. Right. Yeah, in the last seven or eight years, uh, they were in a kind of a mindset where uh, devs can be replaced. And now that is slightly, slightly slowly... 
I see it changing. That's a bad thing which happened. I mean, yes. if you look back, yes, yes. Uh, if somebody wants to be as a developer, yeah. let's say for their entire professional life, uh-huh. there was no option given in our industry. Yeah, there, there was no window for that guy to grow financially as well sustain his skills and move on actually. There was, right. He has been forced to get on to roles like uh, managerial roles or an architect roles or like they have been forced to move right. on to something else. So, uh, so talking about gender, I think it's it's still primarily driven by male. Uh, yes, uh, astonishingly, about ninety two percent. Yeah, and that's a very sad thing to look at. Yeah. And so, uh, I mean, I've I been, mean, uh, the, the the sad part leave the professional side of it. Even students' side. True. Uh, it is still very heavily dominated by male. That's. And that's not a good trend. So, so every time I see this kind of, uh, when we talk about, uh, I mean, lack of uh, uh, the gender uh, balance in, in, uh, in technology, there is, I think there is underlying, there is a uh, lot more problems rather than we look at like, every time when companies say they are like uh, not hiring on par, it is not that I don't think the companies doesn't. It is not that the companies wants to hire only males. I think the availability of professionals right, for yeah. them to hire. And I think and this is leave the survey part, which could you could always debate. Okay, they picked certain Few, set yeah, of yeah. people. No, it's a reality. What we no, see in uh, our day-to-day. But they day also published day. another interesting thing about the traffic. What's coming to Stack Overflow's website, ah, right? Okay. And and there, if you look at only ten percent of the traffic is uh, from a from a gender of Female, female, uh, okay. right? So yeah. that kind of shows. Yeah. And uh, I see another thing I would say is that I see most of, uh, I tweet most of the time only tech news. I mean, but when you look at the analytics in the Twitter trends, if you look at it also, uh, there are only like about 0.1% or 2% of female audiences who come to this actually. So I feel there is more, lot more uh, uh, the problems wherein at a grassroots level, uh, f- um, I mean, females are not encouraged to move on the technology or uh, we don't have enough professionals for the companies to hire them uh, so that that balance can be achieved. So there, there needs to be a lot more underlying problem rather than looking at the on top, looking at saying that no, there is no gender balance or anything like that. Right. But I think this definitely leaves a lot of scope for doing a lot, especially with yeah. girls. Yeah. Um, and I being a father of a girl, I think... It's very important for them to actually uh, look at this. Yeah, because the tool set and technology, technology is the main tool set. Uh, If you're born today, it is a skill which you need to have for like, no matter whether you are working in this industry or not. Yeah. And I think, uh, move on to just to the ethnicity side of it. I think we, we talked about how global this coverage was. Uh, and I think it was mainly dominated by the white or European descent and followed by South Asian and others. Yeah. Uh, and, and that kind of shows, right? I mean, if you look at 20 plus. Yeah. And I think this uh, survey was kind of dominated by those really experienced people. Yeah. And I think if you look at them, they are mostly in, from uh, from North America or from the European regions. Yeah. So that kind of explains that. I mean, like, uh, I... Th- I, this is also another surprising thing for me because uh, is uh, I mean uh, is there a is there a comparison between between the economic background and the people who are more into technology is something which I feel there is some kind of a relation though this survey doesn't go into that actually but I feel that there is some because 
if you look at non white uh, guys whether in us or anywhere yeah, yeah. so I, i don't know it's just something it is interesting to ponder and see whether uh, is there any correlation between uh, economic background or somebody who's working in technology in last 20 years or something right. been interesting thing to yeah look at it. so yeah um, the in, in in terms of the developer role which we mentioned about and uh, i think it's primarily heavy on web development side yeah it, i think probably uh, followed by desktop and mobile app and then uh, maybe database was the next big thing and some of the new, newer ones like the devops was another big hot yeah. category which we see uh, plus the other uh, machine learning and data scientists which are kind of emerging at this point yeah i, mean, I think this survey when the new one comes in 2018 i'm sure uh, i mean like the machine learning would probably be gained a lot yeah, more yeah, weightage yeah. right and, and probably you, you should definitely see a drop in the desktop applications <laughs> yeah a lot more actually yeah. Yeah. with i have not really seen any big desktop applications yeah true in the past 5 years right true. Uh, it, it's all kind of gone actually yeah, i mean so. i think most of the guys i think google and others are big example they are they don't even want to release a desktop app or even their uh, docs and other yeah i mean like e- e- even you can see you no know, microsoft themselves are like discouraging are yeah. in their tool set and everything i mean like because i the reason i say microsoft is because they own like close to about 80 90% of the desktop world with the help of windows yeah, right. so that even those hardcore applications or people are moving them to the cloud and uh, browser based ones so it's very clear i mean the desktop um, kind of losing out its ground and then we are like migrating we are in a phase where like slowly we will move everything to browser and cloud and stuff like that okay uh, moving on to education side it, it is primarily uh, again still dominated by people holding holding bachelor's degree ah, no, uh, no. and then uh, next followed by master degree but i think that's kind of again what what the healthy trend i saw here is uh, which which we don't know whether it's globally true but uh it looks like i think most of these guys are computer science or software engineering yeah, people true. actually yeah. and that, that's a good thing to see right yeah uh, which is i mean you don't want somebody doing some other discipline and then getting onto this and that's something you clearly see that's uh, the sector of people who actually participate in the survey mm-hmm. uh, they are all computer science guys actually yeah i mean the sad thing is i, I if you look at in india case of india and other places uh if you are uh, if you are not on a graduate it will be very very hard to even get into the tech industry as it right. is actually until unless you are doing on your own uh, business or you are coming out with building your own software product or anything it is literally impossible to even get an entry into any of those leading organizations That's at all true. That's true. so uh, i mean the survey may not reflect uh, very clear numbers in terms of undergrads uh, being successful in the industry because it is like for us uh, in india it is like uh, i think even the hrs doesn't even shortlist or get you what however skilled you are in if you don't have a valid yeah, i think it is just the first level of filtering itself where you, you, you lose the ideas yeah. Failed, right? yeah right and we don't know whether this new age of recruitment or the new styles of recruitment what some of the organizations are following like this i uh, can't i mean opening up an hacking event and then yes. recruiting through uh, that very very Maybe less some of them would change it yeah uh, right. because they i probably they are not looking at some of those hardcore 
డిగ్రీ అండ్ ఎడ్యుకేషన్ ఆస్పెక్ట్స్ దే లుకింగ్ అట్ యువర్ ప్రాబ్లమ్ సాల్వింగ్ అబిలిటీస్ అండ్ దెన్ వాట్ యు డూ దట్ ప్రాబబ్లీ కుడ్ చేంజ్ యస్ అండ్ ఐ థింక్ ద అదర్ రీజన్ ఐ థింక్ ఐ రియలీ డోంట్ నో సమ్ మేబీ ఇట్స్ రిలేటెడ్ బట్ ఐ థింక్ దిస్ యాక్ట్ ఐ మీన్ రిక్రూట్మెంట్ బేస్డ్ ఆన్ దిస్ హాకథాన్స్ యస్ హాకథాన్ బేసికలీ it's a good trend actually yeah absolutely yeah i i would I because am, that actually encourages yeah. uh, the people who are in colleges or studying right right uh, i mean i really don't know even look at indian uh, colleges how many of them are actually uh, big into this kind of programming or they are launching their own yeah. uh, open source projects I, i i see most of the college syllabus itself is outdated actually so in the college syllabus yeah. i'm saying the, the attitude within the kids right right yeah yeah okay okay how many of them are actually getting into the programming yeah. aspect yeah true i mean how many of them are having their own github accounts where yes. they are posting their own code or projects true, whatever true, yeah. I, i it's it's you can just count them yeah i i think like like you said you know the hiring based on hackathons or like uh, looking at the contribution towards open source and picking them up irrespective of their degree or educational background those are the right. things i think the the hr professionals here in india need to uh, look at things are slightly in a different flavor because computer science is like um, it's a slightly different than what you do hire for like doing a running a business or anything so if somebody who is extremely good and he is like building products which are like either he is contributing to firefox or something he should be good enough to work in your organization his degree shouldn't be in a barrier for entry and stuff and like i think that that uh, the next le- uh, what you're going to talk about is the other types of education in the survey if you look at uh-huh. that kinds of shows that very clearly right mm-hmm. most of the guys are, are the uh, the people who have said uh, they are all self taught uh, from a technology aspect of it yes. you, either it's like you learn a language or a frame or whatever yeah most of them are self taught yeah that kind of shows yes I mean, because uh, they are not coming into industry yeah. with all those latest and greatest from this uh, technology world and then getting on to the professional side yeah because this industry is in a such a way where uh, it's rapidly moving okay. moving one and from the beginning the culture of self teaching and evolving yourself right. into your job and other things is that is exactly how this industry is moving from the beginning actually and that was very i mean it it was a big revelation there actually right true yeah. so looking at i think that the categories you want to read out it starts with self taught then online course then on yeah. job training that uh, depicts the open source re- yeah. contribution yeah, right looks like that's where actually most of the uh, i mean innovation is happening right yeah, if you look at part time and evening course course i mean it's like taught yeah. industry certification they are like way down like. yeah but I, who cares i mean like if if you are like i mean i remember uh, whatever i have learned it's all on self taught i don't think right, yeah. we never go to any educational institute or like go ahead and then enroll yourself in any. so this industry is such a way where it is structured where uh, individuals are like they learn by themselves in the job and as well as an extra thing so the the professional degree shouldn't stop anyone getting into the industry if he is really good enough right. in in the technology i think our and uh, i think the hackathons are one very encouraging and solid step it, there right, yeah right yeah right to yeah. to do such that level of recru- I mean, yeah. recruitment actually so i mean like yeah that's and i i also see started seeing this cross discipline people coming into computer science which is also another healthy trend i feel right. if you're like like if you're a humanitarian major and you coming into something like an organization where you drive the strategy of social media and social structure because i don't think there's anybody and a computer engineer may not be a right candidate to 
to structure or structure a message what your organization to send out uh, rather than uh, somebody who's coming into the background of humanitarian or sociology would be the more ideal candidates who can just build that story very nicely for you. And so, so that is one interesting, encouraging trend, uh, especially uh, not in the survey, but I've seen at least what is happening in India with the last four or five years is what I've been seeing. And also, I think uh, the uh, if you look at the kind of learning what these developers are recommending, uh, I think most of them said that it, uh, they take online courses. Yeah. Uh, I think some of these newer age uh, online, uh, I mean, education startups, yeah, I mean, you, if we talk about ecosystem. like uh, like your uh, uh, the the uh, EDX and uh, Udemy and other yeah, things, uh, uh, Udemy Code Academy yeah uh, all this kind of things. yeah right so, yeah. Uh, so it is like uh, like you have like a structured self-paced learning syllabus where right. you just go through them one by one. Yeah. In a way, I think it is good, but also I think it is. Uh, I mean, if I if, if you remember ourselves, what we used to do for 10, 15 years, back, uh -huh. we used to buy those large big books. <laughs> books actually, <laughs> yeah. literally rocks large. publications. <laughs> yeah, I mean those kind of books, right? Yeah. I mean this is like. 40, and, and you do, pages. yeah, you you do it by solving the exercise and then learn this language. Actually, I mean there is no other better way to do that than uh, just just do a small uh, right. replicating the exercises and problems. So I think that that sort of has gone into this online courses thing now. Uh -huh. uh, I think. Most of them probably don't have the patience to read like a thousand page book. <laughs> they, they want to see, take like four or five courses and then listen to what the instructor is saying. Uh, at, at some point, I had probably about 10 of Rock's books. Yeah, I, mean, I used this. to buy, I used to be a big fan of those big books. <laughs> I don't. I'm. I'm very sure. I mean, I don't think I, g I have completed any one full. I'm <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, even I didn't. But I think it used to be like a sort of. A, a reference, so yeah, reference, uh, yeah. and also I think uh, a compulsion to buy <laughs> those <laughs> books at some point. Right. So uh, the like uh, continuing on that. So the like one topic which I see is that importance of formal education. If you look at it, mm. uh, which is a healthy trend there, uh, like wherein it's very important, no doubt about it. And uh, when you just club very important and important as like about about forty percent, and somewhat important is about thirty percent, which is actually what the reality is actually of this industry actually so uh, there are Wait, that is la uh, that there has got a lot to do with the hiring trends hiring trends as well i'm saying like there are disciplines within the industry which where you feel uh, importance of education is like something as a critical thing and there are other disciplines in the industry where importance of the formal degree no, is I not mean, in I, that. I feel, I think, uh, like your undergraduate degree mm -hmm. is essentially you want to learn something, right? Or you are, I mean, learning the basics, actually. True. Most of the guys I felt who are pursuing their master's or doctorate and other things, uh -huh. they are going there for networking. Right, okay. Uh, I mean, that's been my... Okay. Uh, whatever I, I could... And there's nothing wrong in that. Right? Yeah. I mean, when they go into large, big... Like those, in, I mean, institutes. Mm -hmm. They are basically looking for collaboration with industries or uh, collaboration with professors, uh, right. or getting that sort of a brand value behind them. Where they could, right. I mean, some of the investors uh, really wanted to talk to you, right? Right. right. I mean, yeah. th there's nothing in building those credentials actually. But the only thing we are saying is that it shouldn't become an entry to barrier to people course, who, yeah. who don't have that skill actually. Yeah. I mean, that way we are actually doing an injustice to people who are really good. Good, yeah. Right? And who is not able to get into the system. Right. And then because they don't have the yeah, formal kind of degree. Yeah. 
so moving on uh, you want to talk about uh, the the uh, i mean the the top programming languages are all there is there any surprise uh, there for you or like or i mean definitely i started with this right i was surprised to see javascript ruling the world uh, i was not <laughs> i mean especially my experience with how uh, people used to treat street, you yeah, yeah, javascript yeah. developers yeah. i mean way back yeah not that good yeah right? i mean most of the consumer tech is powered by javascript today if you look at it like especially node js is kind of uh, is there everywhere i mean like uh, from uh, iot to real api and uh, mobile frameworks everywhere i mean like i mean the two languages which are sticking up still there are the four languages i should say uh-huh. maybe the two uh, is java and c sharp uh, right. the real language is just still sticking on top true uh, i think javascript literally is ruling and followed by no sequel yeah sql yeah yeah and i mean and python and other things have they are all scripting i mean True. different forms of scripting yeah. so and really uh, those really the hardcore languages c c++ are still out there mm-hmm. which clearly shows they are built yeah for yes. ages right yeah. i mean i don't i don't think they're going to go away yeah. even like another 10 15 years you do take a survey no 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 actually yeah i think c c++ go java they all will probably yeah. just fall into one group where there will be about 20 25% of any dev community will just be around this group for a long time actually yeah but uh, one surprise for me is that uh, there are still out of 64000 people there are still 3% of them still working on vb6 i mean that's <laughs> something is just like uh, surprising and there are 5 4% of the folks are still working on vba just like yeah i mean you could see some of the really old languages right yeah i mean like vba perl for example right it's yeah. still out there yeah perl uh, at least i can understand but vba i, I didn't know those may be the i mean i think maybe the excel programmers are out there i think what happened in the data science side of it right or the big oh. data the vba is coming in a different form, form. actually okay okay and so there is a lot of actually big data analysis is happening in excel sheets right 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 okay, okay. like the, the really complicated excel yeah. sheets so the, these guys are writing a lot of macros yeah. and yeah. so they are all done in vba actually. Oh, so okay. they are doing big data in excel actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> so i mean if, if the trend goes like this probably uh, vba will will gain lot more market share actually <laughs> because Possibly. i mean excel is not going anywhere so right yeah yeah i mean i think any big data guy who doesn't have like a sort of i mean data scientist guy mm-hmm. whatever you want to call that who doesn't have this kind of programming right they actually start with your excel excel, switches, yeah, right? excel macros that's where your data is right yeah and they want to be native to it and excel gives you the platform right you can True. write this macros you can also visualize this quickly with charts yeah. why do you even bother about uh, i True. mean having those big big data hadoop systems to funnel <laughs> data and all that right so True. so i see if we look at this uh, chart on 2018 i don't see there will be much change but i would probably see kotlin getting added into the Possible, list yeah, yeah. and uh, probably swift gaining little bit more market share than 7% is what i think java being up there is probably it's going uh, to be there for a while you know, it's actually. also because android is contributing yes. to it uh, android and enterprise side java is yeah. like still bigger market actually yeah. and uh, moving on to the frameworks i mean no surprises since javascript is there is obviously <laughs> i mean the big two frameworks yeah node js and angular js needs to be there right and react obviously yeah uh, uh, but 
surprise there is dotnet core so <laughs> still quite a bit of I, 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 no i think i uh, the dotnet is kind of wrapped into dotnet core now actually. i mean at least for this survey like mm-hmm. not in terms of technology wise so the old dotnet devs also got wrapped into this dotnet core devs actually so Probably yeah, so it's very clear that you actually, um, most of the services side of things, what you do has gone into Node.js. Right. Yeah. The API part of it. Right? I mean, uh, the, the front-end API. Uh, no, no, the, uh, basically the API side yes. has gone into Node. Yeah. All the front-end has gone into, into Angular.js. Yeah. Uh, and I think, or React. Yeah. Right? That's what this whole thing is about. And then I think you look at some of these uh, mobile frameworks out there, like yeah. Cordova, Cordova or, Firebase, uh, Firebase and Xamarin, and, yeah. and, other, and then obviously the big data stuff, which is kind of emerging, like the Hadoop and yeah. Spark. But I, so what is surprising is that, uh, see, on the consumer side, if you look at it, there isn't much of the apps which, most of the mobile apps are written natively, either if you write it for Android or iOS. I have not seen many of the successful hybrid apps, which is like using Cordova right. or Xamarin. But looks like these are like ruling the enterprise, actually. Like Possible. Yeah, they are like enterprises, I think. Is no, I mean, if you look at a majority of the apps which are being developed, right? I think there is a big portion which, are, which want to do like, uh, like this one-time coding and then generating for multiple platforms. Platform, it's still yeah, quite big there. Big in enterprises. Yeah. And I think even React to a large extent is, is promoting that. Oh, okay. uh, I mean, what are they react? They have a mobile framework as well, right? Right, yeah. Core is essentially that. So, yeah. So, they, they, so they, I think, so looks like the this uh, Cordova, Firebase, not even Firebase, Cordova and uh, Xamarin, because of this enterprise penetration, looks like they are like... Yeah, possible. Because I've not seen in the consumer space not much of uh, this cross-platform apps uh, being successful. I'm not saying they're not there. Uh, there are there few apps which right. I've seen here and there, but... Uh, because they used to be traditionally slow, and many of them will prefer writing it natively. But probably enterprise customers, I think they would probably just buy that extra second and then say, let's just, uh, instead of doing it, rewriting them natively, buying this extra second is not going to be you know, big harm or something like that. So maybe that's one reason, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, you want to move on to databases? Databases, uh, again, no. Any surprise? Sur- no. I mean, surprise definitely to me was uh, how Oracle has gone down. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, I was kind of surprised that it has gone down even below MongoDB and uh, uh, Postgre and SQLite. So, <laughs> no, SQLite is big actually on mobile. Basically. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that kind of skewed there. Right? Yeah. But looks like they, they lost big market share out there. I mean, oh, at okay. least a mind share definitely right, right, right. In term, in, in, with the developers. Yeah. Most, I mean, MySQL is no big brainer there, yeah. but I am surprised that SQL Server is still out there as a second, mm-hmm. right? So I, I don't know what is going on there actually. There are a lot yeah. of people are saying SQL Server. I'm, I've, I've stopped following what they do inside and stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm that, that's something. Yeah. So, but you could see some of the newer uh, databases there, like Redis and Cassandra. Yeah. Um, picking up some steam there. Yeah. But it, it pretty much looks like MySQL is ruling actually. There. True. <coughs> In terms of platforms, uh, these are the uh, platforms what used to be developed. And there is no big surprise there. It's primarily Windows desktop is what most of them still develop on. True. Uh, Linux maybe second. Yeah, I mean, the only surprise I had on that is the Raspberry Pi and Arduino put together about 20-25% of Market share. Yeah, I think most of the IoT development is probably happening. Yeah, so there is some some amount of traction in uh, both Arduino right. and uh, Raspberry Pi. Yeah, and uh, WordPress 
AWS, they're all out there actually. Yeah. Um, I mean, SharePoint still there. Yeah, SharePoint is big in enterprise, looks like, yeah. Serverless is, is catching up, I think it's still... Yeah. And this year, I think this will be a lot more market Mainframe share. Mainframe is still there, yeah, one person, yeah. two person. Yeah, of there are, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so uh, the next one is probably most interesting in terms of uh, languages. Uh, Love being loud, dreaded, and wanted. <laughs> <laughs> so the most loud language is Rust yeah. and Smalltalk. I, I know Smalltalk, but Rust, I don't know. I mean, I mean do you it's know? like uh, I, I mean, I, I've not worked on Rust, but it is from Mozilla, uh, wherein it's like mainly for system programming, actually. Um, but I've not worked on it, so it's like I I don't know much about Rust actually. Yes, it is. Okay. And you don't see much of the modern languages out there. Maybe yeah, Swift. Swift is. Swift right, was yeah. uh, on fourth position. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't. See I mean, like I mean, there is a lot of reasons why Swift is loved so much. I mean, we we talked about a couple of episodes also. I mean, the the it is built very recently, so there are a lot of modern. Programming language right. elegance is. I like mean, Swift and Go, right? They are almost yeah. equal, actually, yeah. in terms they're, of popularity. Yeah, popular because they're built more with uh, with the recent developments in a language which can just adopt and stuff like that. So, uh, on the dreaded side, I think uh, what I was surprised probably so, I have not uh, exposed to this uh, coffee script. Ah, okay. I don't so. know what the hell it is. Actually. Okay. So, that was some new thing I definitely looked at. But I, I, I'm not surprised. I completely agree. We I mean, I'm not surprised VBA is most dreaded. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. All the VB-related stuff are out there. VB.net, VBA, VB6. If anyone, MATLAB. I mean, anyone debugged the VBA yeah. will know. I mean, I don't know. I disagree with any of this. Uh, Objective-C, obviously. Uh, yeah. I mean, I find it very difficult to actually put my head around Objective-C. It was very, very odd, actually. Yeah, it's like, it's, it has got a very unique mnemonics, yeah. actually. Yeah. And uh, assembly, obviously, we know for ages <laughs> how painful it is. So, in so, terms of wanted, what is wanted uh, is, looks like Python and JavaScript. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, if you look at that, so we said, no, web, uh, server-side, yeah. and, and big I think data. That, that is because uh, also Python, why it's rolling is most of the DevOps-related things, right? Yeah. Uh, they are all done in Python. And actually. even the statistical algorithms, a lot yeah, of possibly. them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the similar thing on the framework side, the most loud is, looks like React, which is from Facebook. Yeah. Uh, and Node.js, obviously. .NET. Core, yeah. <laughs> Core. Yeah. And the big data stuff like Spark and others. Yeah. Uh, Dreaded is uh, all the mobile cross-platform stuff. <laughs> I mean, like, see, there's the story is very clear, right? Like, if you're, uh, I mean, debugging something on a cross-platform code. It is difficult. <laughs> yeah. That's where I think the dreaded is basically means all those uh, debugging things, like difficulties. Debugging yeah. and then getting stuff to work. Yeah. Uh, Consistency also. Uh, also, the kind of support what you get out of it. Yeah, platform providers, yeah. yeah. So, I think I have developed cross-platform apps, mobile apps. I completely agree. Yeah. I mean, I doing, hate them actually. Doing I mean, a crowd platform app is, is really, really difficult because not, the tool sets have been matured actually. And and it is still not matured. I don't think it will ever actually. This is really lousy technology. So the hard stuff if you want to look, I mean, really want to learn uh, in terms of frameworks, libraries, is all the JavaScript stuff. Node.js, <laughs> AngularJS, <laughs> React is all what you want to learn. Yeah. Nothing else. 
Yeah. Probably uh, yeah. C, I mean, Swift and Kotlin uh, probably would. Yeah, Kotlin was not mentioned at all. Maybe. Yeah, it's, I mean, the, I think it will be the new one that's get added into this now. Okay, moving on to your favorite topic, databases. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no big uh, surprise, surprise there yeah. in terms of what's loud. Okay. Read is definitely, it is, it's sort of very hot out there. Uh, a lot of people wanted to do that. I, I mean, I have no idea these, uh, I've not, I mean, I, I've been staying away from databases for 10 years now, so. Yeah, but Rudy's is pretty hot. Okay. Uh, definitely MongoDB has got a lot of attention. Uh-huh. Uh, dreaded, uh, I mean, I was surprised to learn people started hating Oracle, I don't know why. <laughs> I, I, I can vouch for that. That's okay. <laughs> uh, and uh, wanted, obviously, is Mongo again. Okay. Uh, and all the open source stuff actually there, Postgre and MySQL, Cassandra and all those guys. So yeah, I think Oracle is a big kind of losing a lot of steam here. Uh, which is good, I mean, extremely from good. From a developer perspective. Actually. Yeah, absolutely. All this proprietary stuff needs to be, you know, slowly retired from the industry actually. It's to be. So the platforms, uh, Linux desktop, obviously. I don't know. Linux desktop. I have my own reservations. Okay. Uh, I, I feel it's still not very productive environment to actually do it. Okay. Anyway. Uh, and I think uh, serverless is catching up a lot. AWS. Yeah, it's loud. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Dreaded is SharePoint. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's again the debugging issue. <laughs> and and the <laughs> next big uh, the big surprise I see in Dreaded in terms of platform was Salesforce actually. Uh, I, have, I don't know. Okay. Uh, Salesforce was so hot, actually. If you look at five years back. Uh-huh. Uh, is it a very difficult platform to debug? I don't know. I have not developed okay, on it. But so. I think Salesforce and Force.com used to be so hot. Okay. Uh, five, six years back. Everybody wants to do uh, the entire stuff on Salesforce, right? Okay. That's okay. sort of, I think, now, I don't know. Maybe the... I, I think that's a problem you see with any new platform, right? Over a period of time, mm-hmm. it gets very clumsy. Uh, true. Right? Uh, it becomes so difficult. It's, it's like all over the place. They, they add a lot of features, actually. Lovely, yeah, yeah, exactly. You right? don't so need they want to, uh, That platform wants to become everything for everyone, yeah, actually. Right? So true. it's not focused on one thing. Yeah, and that actually is what happened with Salesforce. And to a large extent, you could see even WordPress falling into that. Because WordPress wants to become too customizable. Actually, yeah, right? uh, it was good, actually. Ten years back, it was, I used to love WordPress. Now, if you look at... Just like plugins all over the world for everything, and and then yeah, I mean I don't know why you want to live with that actually. <laughs> so the most dreaded is I mean, uh, SharePoint and Salesforce. Yeah? So the most dreaded uh, platforms are like SharePoint and Salesforce. 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 And Windows Phone. Windows, yeah. Windows Phone. Yeah, I mean you can ignore it. It's kind <laughs> of dead actually. Okay. So moving on. So uh, most popular languages by occupation. Yeah. You want to talk about that, or we can just skip the entire thing? It's all ruled by JavaScript and SQL. SQL, yeah. (laughs) Every other aspect is. Okay, so let's move to the ID. Is there any surprise you see here? Uh, Visual Studio is probably I still consider as the most mature. Okay. uh, In terms of ID, Uh in terms of richness of that platform, definitely I completely agree that. Okay. I, 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 I don't know. See, a little bit of openness they are bringing in now. Okay. So, f- my experience with Visual Studio I mean, is if you look different. at the list there, right? Uh, the next two, three things, they are not really an ID, right? Notepad Plus, Sublime Text, Vim, they are not really. 
No, the, no the, I mean, like, I, when I say, see, that's why I was just trying to say, right? When the Visual Studio was, like, very, very simpler, wherein it was not having much of bells and whistles, I liked it. Once it started becoming more complex, and then they started adding these highlights and no, intelligence and everything. That's where the Visual Studio code, I don't know if you looked at it. No, no. So, but so the Visual Studio code, I mean, I use only Visual Studio code. Okay. I don't use the, the full-blown Visual First, Studio. Okay. Visual Studio co code is pretty neat. Okay, right. Uh, it's pretty lean. Uh, it's free also. Right. Uh, it does only very basic stuff, and then it does it nice. Yeah, so, in that way, I, see, I feel this basic text editors are like... Uh, if you are not working on UI, uh, if you are building server-side stuff, there is nothing better than a simple uh, text editor like a Notepad or a Sublime Text or something like that. So I kind of like it in that way. For me, Visual Studio is like, one is memory hog, and two, no, it mean, has got all other... That is true, but yeah. if you want, I mean, if you look at the survey, right, I mean, if you want to develop anything on a .NET core kind of... True, yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, the, no doubt. Obviously, Visual Studio is the best. Or like you're drive building a lot of visual UI components right. and stuff like that. So there's no doubt about those are like much important for uh, Surprisingly, what I found difficult was the Xcode's popularity, right? It's way down, actually. Yeah, Xcode is like, um, I, it is clumsy, big, memory hog i mean no wonder people hate it actually right. mean, yeah and uh, we don't even see the what what's google was promising as intellij as this big thing android studio thing yeah, intellij has been uh, there quite a while android yeah. intellij i look at both the same yeah uh, i mean they are from the same company yeah they are yeah. still actually not that great yeah. looks like i mean they are still way behind actually so uh, yeah i mean We'll move on to the next interesting stuff. Uh -huh. What's the top paying technologies actually, right? <laughs> top paying technologies. <laughs> <laughs> Here I was completely surprised uh -huh. from a worldwide trend. Clover was touted as a bigger yeah, stuff. Yeah, I have no idea much about it. I mean, I don't know much about it. What people use it or how you use how they use it. And I have not used. I think it yeah. is, uh, it's also another general purpose programming language. Okay. Uh, it's probably, it's based on a dialect of Lisp, is what I understand. Okay. I mean, not much, actually. So, I mean, why I, yeah. people think, why people pay I, a lot I mean, for it? Rust, I can understand, uh, but uh, Clover, I have no clue. Yeah. I mean, I've not seen it. F-sharp. F-sharp is not a surprise candidate, because uh, most of the scientific community uses it to okay. not update it. Other ones are okay. Uh, mm -hmm. Coming to the India on this side, uh, looks like uh, in India, Python is... Yeah, very highly paid. I'm very happy to see Python. Yeah. Which uh, can, I, 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 all this .NET stuff has moved out and then... Uh, yeah. Uh, you see Java, JavaScript, yeah. and, I mean, and then... Uh, C Sharp the, comes to fourth position. Uh, yeah. Fourth position, and then obviously the other old languages like SQL C, and C++, C++, C++ yeah. and all those. PHP. But uh, overall, if you look at, uh, it's pretty much, uh, it's very different in different regions. Uh, in US, looks like it's more on the the newer age yeah. uh, side of it, like Go and, and it Scala. also reflects the business, how the technologies right. are, right? So in India, it is more client-driven. So. Yeah. And UK looks like very basic, uh, I mean, lazy programming stuff like TypeScript, Ruby, or routing. <laughs> uh, I mean, but Java is pretty much there everywhere. Yeah, Java, think, uh, Python, C++, you see, yeah. JavaScript. These are the four languages you see across. Yep. If you want a high-paid job in technology. <laughs> <laughs> I think the next sections are, uh, I think we don't need to talk about in terms of employment True. and yeah. uh, other things. 
I think Autels was there. Yeah. Pretty much covered most of it, I guess. Yeah, I think so, yeah. So, I mean, essentially, uh, I mean, what we are seeing here is that... Uh, I mean, the other one was, <coughs> in terms of the... Uh, the uh, source control tools, what they use, um, that's another thing, how Git has literally taken over the world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that happened, I don't know, when, uh, past five years? Yeah, five or six years probably. I mean, Git have been there for a while, uh, but the kind of uh, mass uh, adoption in terms of like uh, every other uh, organization moving into Git and which is like kind of, I mean, I, there is no two ways about it. That, that is one of the, possibly one of the best workflow uh, and uh, version control I have ever worked, uh, period. There is, I have not experienced any version control better than that any time, actually. Yeah, I mean, and, it's uh, like way beyond, actually. Yeah, it is. It's like 70% uh, onto it, actually. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's no, I mean, it's just like a very simple, whoever used it, they know that there is no better product than this in this segment, actually. Mm -hmm. And it is more than source code. Uh, uh, it is it is becoming this, uh, the, the the kind of a workflow which links the entire uh, chain of software right. development cycle, actually, like, which is like from your, mm -hmm. in terms of requirements or road mapping or like, uh, creating a wiki-based uh, record, I mean, the kind of uh, dashboards or something, which is all can be done very easily and manageable way and stuff like that. So, I, I mean, I don't know any other uh, uh, version control out, out in the market, which is like kind of this kind of comprehensive, cohesive uh, product, actually. Yeah, I think uh, Subversion yes. used to be big a few okay. years back. I, mean, I haven't used Subversion. dropped to like a significantly nothing, actually. Yeah. Uh, so pretty much Git is ruling. Yeah. Um, but no, um, if you look at the age-old stuff like this, Visual Source, say, Fresh and Clear yeah. Case, yeah, like all gone actually. Yeah, there needs to be no They're kind of dead actually. Yeah. Okay. <coughs> I think uh, that's pretty much it, I guess, actually. All right. So, uh, so uh, what we are like, I mean, essentially looking at uh, from 2017 to 2018 would be, I would see uh, like a lot more uh, frameworks from machine learning and AR, VR coming in, and a uh, lot more uh, languages. Uh, I mean, like in terms of Kotlin and Swift gaining a little bit more market share on mobility and languages. And I also see, uh, uh, I, I don't know much about this R and big data stuff, so I, I'm, I'm not sure what would be the trend there as in. Uh, but in data, database side, I don't see there is much change is going to be there on. Uh, uh, between the 2017 and 2018 as it is. Uh, but uh, in terms of like cloud, we will we are going to see uh, Kubernetes is going to be a lot more challenge. It's going to throw up a lot more challenge to AWS and other guys. So I think I feel that would be a big change which is coming in uh, on 2018 in this kind of a survey. Uh, so when the platforms, we will, I'm not, we won't be surprised if we see the containerization and Kubernetes as like a, uh, like lot, gaining a lot more market share and stuff like that. Yeah. I think overall, if you look at simplicity, is re, is kind of winning here, right? Yeah. If you look at overall trend in terms of simplicity and industry is getting a little bit more sane now. Actually. Yeah. yeah. In terms of uh, language adoption or framework adoption or even the development practices uh, and the other toolset evaluation, I mean adoption, it's pretty much whatever is simple is being adopted. Yeah. Uh, whether it's agile uh, from a development practice side or whether it's like a, a Git in terms of source control or whether it's JavaScript yep. for, for development. I think simplicity is kind of ruling everything. 
true yeah people i don't think they want to really learn a language uh, i mean be very complex and mm. learn something i mean i don't think people have time to do that looks true. like today yeah. actually they i mean and i think the, uh, if i look at i think the agile development practices have kind of got this into the process itself right uh-huh. okay because the focus has more become what you want to deliver true yeah other than right. the methodology of doing yeah that's right? like I'm what it used to be like uh, 15 20 years back you, i mean they all talk about how, how meticulously you do this documentation now it, yeah documentation yeah, and how you translate yeah. this next phase next phase from design to yeah. all that now it's more of what you can quickly i've never been customers. a fan of that process is yeah. actually and i think yeah. some of these newer age frameworks languages are actually enabling that I, like That's essentially the the, the open source culture is uh, getting correct getting i mean it's been getting adopted by lot more inside the enterprises and outside uh, organizations as well so which is which is very encouraging in terms of and i think this cloud and mobile uh, thing is also giving that uh, kind of if it is good enough let's go and ship it right, right. we can always optimize it later true yeah and that sort of has brought i think mobile or apple brought in first like how you can put in app store and then you can continuously iterate it and then every true. week and every two weeks you can keep rolling updates mm-hmm. uh, as brought in that sort of a different mindset yeah right? true yeah. Uh, and they don't want the app to be super stable mm-hmm. for it to actually reach the marketplace it's okay to be released with bugs yeah, true yeah. and how you can iterate and i think the devops practices and all these app store ecosystems or the cloud marketplace ecosystems are enabling that mm-hmm. okay all right so uh, is that's it i think we have yeah, yeah pretty much it's it only is an excellent read if you have time yeah uh, it's a pretty big study they have done uh, we'll uh, put the link yep that's uh, this will be the only one link which we're going to yeah, find that's all i mean we, we talked about only about that yeah it it's a pretty nice read i mean it's very professional yeah i think you should just do a follow up on march or something like that when uh, yeah. they are put out uh, and stack o- stack overflow when developer community is pretty popular so yeah, i think to mention that so they don't need any introduction <laughs> okay that's it i guess all right bye bye